give uh, some appreciation to the teams that came out for our big cleanup day. Last weekend, Sunday was a special day, Mandela Day, the one we will never forget. Hey friends, it's good to be in your homes this morning, and hopefully God's Word will get into your heart, because if that happens, everything changes for the better, amen. But why don't we just appreciate the people that came out last weekend? I mean, we saw security companies coming out, we saw the communities coming out, we saw churches standing together and united. It was a special Mandela Day Sunday, and I think it'd be cool if you could just partner with me for just a moment and hashtag here for it. Can you do that for me? Hashtag here for it. That is awesome. So do that if you can, and uh, let's just appreciate last week, the Mandela Day that we will never for. Get hey, here's what I hope. I hope that today, Sunday, is the first day of your best week this year so far. Like, I know a lot's going on. I know there's a lot of discouragement and disappointment and pain and loss. And we continue to stand with people that are facing tragedy and loss in their lives because we know that that's part of this moment. And we don't want to pretend that it isn't. We're with you in your pain and your loss, and we're praying for you. And we're asking God to comfort you in seasons where you have no words and you don't know what to do, that the God of comfort and peace would come around you in your heart and your home and be a blessing to your life. We also believe that God is building His church. We believe that the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. We believe that when evil comes in like a flood, that the Spirit of the Lord will raise a standard up against it. And so we know that God is building even though it feels broken. Hey, I wanna start with a story today. If you can, turn your TVs up. Turn your uh, ovens and stoves down for just a moment. Postpone your brunch. Make your breakfast your brunch, I think we started saying. And, uh, and lock into church because God's going to speak to us. Here's a cool story from the Second World War. During Christmas Eve, in the Battle of Belgium, 1944, three American soldiers were lost in the heavy snow of the Ardennes Forest. One of them was badly wounded. Despite their best efforts, the soldiers couldn't find the American lines. After walking for a bit, they came across a cabin in the woods. Hungry and desperate for help, they knocked on the door. The cabin was owned by a German woman named Elizabeth Winken, who lived there with her 12-year-old son, Fritz. When she opened the door and saw three American soldiers waiting outside, she was initially shocked. But when she realized that they were hardly older than boys and one was wounded, Elizabeth invited them inside. The fact that they chose not to break into the cabin and threaten her to make them help, her help them helped her trust them. Though none of them knew each other's language, they committed to broken French. She was cooking a chicken for the soldiers when there was another knock on the door. Opening, opening it, Elizabeth was horrified to find four German soldiers. Can you imagine the moment, friends? One of them who was a corporal, they were lost and hungry as well. When they asked for help, she replied that there were American soldiers inside, including a wounded one. And after a long stare, the corporal replied that there would be no shooting this holy night, Christmas Eve. Elizabeth collected the weapons of all the soldiers and kept them outside. In the cabin, there was an immense tension between the German and American soldiers, but the smell of roast chicken and potatoes kept their violent impulses at bay. One of the German soldiers tended the wounded American, and after ate their food, the soldiers all went to sleep. The next day, the German corporal checked the map used by the Americans and told them the way to get back to their camp. He even gave them a compass. Elizabeth returned their weapons and both sets of soldiers went in opposite directions. After the war, Elizabeth passed away in her 60s and Fritz, her son, moved to Hawaii where he opened a bakery. 
Several years later, 1996, Fritz reunited with one of the surviving American soldiers, Rolf Blank, who possessed still to that day the map and the compass only to say that it was the high point of his life. What a story. What a story that in the middle of war, we can eat a meal together. I think God wants to speak to us today. The title of my message, Inspired By, you'll know it when it comes out, is Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Can't Lose. Friday Night Lights. Come on, everybody. If you're out there, give a shout out. Hands for Friday Night Lights. Let's hear it. But I want to preach a message today titled, Clear Eyes, Full Hearts, Can't Lose inspired by this story and inspired by the gospel that continues to invite us into a meal when we're often at war with each other. There's something about the gospel of Jesus. Isn't that what Jesus did? We were kind of at war with Him, doing everything we could to prove we didn't need His service in our lives, only for Him to invite us into a meal that was kind and loving and gracious and for us to get overwhelmed by the love of this God and so to choose Him to be our Lord and Savior. That's the good news of the gospel, that it finds us when we don't deserve it and calls us to higher ground. I wanna preach the gospel today, if that's okay, church. Lots going on, but I'm gonna preach a message that will bring courage to your souls today. Turn with me to Galatians chapter five, verse 16. We're gonna read it together. It's gonna come up on the screen. Can't wait to see you in church again, by the way. I believe it's gonna be a special time, and I think it's coming soon. Can I get an amen? <laughs> so I say, Verse 16, Galatians 5. So I say, live by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature, for the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit. Two different systems at play here. And the Spirit, what is contrary to the sinful nature. They're in conflict with each other, so you do not know what you want at times. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> like, I think I could just pause right there. T was often, like we know there's spirit in this flesh and we're not even sure what we want. Like, which is why I think God needs to take the lead again this morning. I think that'd be helpful. Verse 18, but you're led by spirit and you're not in the law, church. The acts of the sinful nature of the flesh are obvious. There's sexual immorality, impurity. See if any of these make sense to you. Debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, which is evil. Hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, guilty. Selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, guilty. And envy, drunken, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's not to say we will not be loved by God. We just won't enjoy the benefits of the kingdom of God when we live by flesh. Flesh has its own reward, and it's not the kingdom reward, friends. We're in a series called Father. A father's kind of core purpose is to bring an inheritance for his children. Our Father in heaven wants an inheritance for us as his sons and daughters. And we will not walk into it if we hashtag follow the flesh. All right, let's keep moving. There's some good news here. But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Those sound good faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. You see, when the fruit of the Spirit is in operation, there's no need for lawful boundaries because it has its own direction. 
Against such things, there is no law. Laws are put in place to govern behaviors that don't have good outcomes. The grace of God comes to override those behaviors to put us in a position of blessing and inheritance. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. God, I pray today, it's just a short moment, but I pray today, God, by your grace, that you would come upon our hearts and homes and lives again in such a way that the Spirit of God would rise up from within us and call us to higher ground. And that we would choose again to put the flesh aside, that which we want, and choose again to trust you, that which you give so freely. Do it again, God, and we pray, amen. Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. Let's talk about clear eyes. You see, the context of Galatians is quite an amazing thing. Paul's speaking to a group of people who have experienced the life of God. They're, they're, they're gathering, they're moving forward, they can feel the flow of heaven in their lives, they're excited, they're joyful, the fruit is flowing. And, and they're starting to, some of them are getting bored, some of them are getting frustrated because others have more than they have and they're starting to question whether God has good things for their lives. Other groups of people are starting to uh, kind of pivot on their own selfish ways. And Paul's looking at this going, hey, before you default to the way it was before, let me remind you of the grace of God that came upon you, which is to say, freedom matters. Freedom in the Spirit is better than flesh every day. Amen. Like we know, like when the Spirit of God is free flowing in us, it's better than when our flesh is working hard for us. Amen. And we know that because if you're like me, the flesh has been at work in us. Let's talk about clear eyes, some fresh perspective. Know your enemy, I could say perhaps. In this season, I'm talking to my South African friends, I'm talking to my friends across the planet. But for us definitely in this season, it's been difficult to know the enemy because our eyes deceive us much like Adam and Eve's did, and much like humanity's have forever. Our, our, our physical eyes deceive us because we see something and perceive it to be the truth, but it isn't always the truth. The devil is the enemy. Can I preach, Ty? I'm just gonna go for this for a little bit because if, if you're anything like me, this last week or two, oh, we've, we've named many people other than the devil the enemy. Friends, People may carry evil in their hearts, but the founder of the evil is the devil, not them. They're loved by God, they're not the enemy. They're seen by God, they're precious to God. They've been caught up in the devil's lies. The devil is a liar, Jesus is the truth, and the gospel is the good news, which is the answer, amen. Clear eyes, sometimes we just gotta see it for what it is. Know your enemy, so just this last week or two, I had moments, I'll be honest, of like rage. <laughs> like, like just, unhealthy, you never saw them because I'm tactical, just like you. I'm gonna talk to some friends that are leaned in right now. No one, no one often sees your rage, but if you're honest, you're raging war on the inside. You're angry, you're jealous, there's factions, I mean, can't be honest, like this week, churches were against churches, like friends that had always been together, like let's build church together. Why did you say that? Like, at what point did we become the enemy? No, your enemy, we need clear eyes, friends. And it, and it moves on, Ty, it moves on. It goes from like 
they're the enemy. We've got to fix this. Let's wage war against them. Then the church is the, Then the government's the enemy. And then there's all these enemies and we're angry. And, 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 then, and then we have a moment with ourselves. And now we're angry with ourselves. You're not the enemy. Don't hate on yourself. You're just human. And anger is just normal. But don't let it govern your life. To feel hatred, to feel anger, to feel fury or dissension or jealousy or envy is just to be human. But don't start hating on yourself. Can I, can I allow you some grace today? Forgive your flesh, for it knows not what it does half the time. Forgive your flesh. Wasn't, weren't those beautiful words of Jesus? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they can we just be honest? A lot of the time, our, our fleshly response is just because we know not what we do. And there is forgiveness for you and for I. And that is good news in Jesus' name. Clear eyes. You see, there's a difference between standing your ground in the spirit and taking revenge in the flesh. We saw incredible people stand their ground. We've seen incredible people stand their ground. You've been a part of incredible people that have stood their ground. But let's not let what is strong in the spirit become a fight of the flesh. In Jesus' name, clear eyes. The second thing I want to speak about, I love it. Our Paul says, you live by the two and one fights the other and you're not sure which one is in conflict with which. Second thing let's talk about is full hearts. Can I say it like this? Choose the spirit. I love it how it says this. But if you're led by the spirit, you're not under law. It's a choice. You either go with what your flesh feels or you go with what the spirit Desires The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. There was a song about that when I was a kid growing up. And it's worthy of a song. You know, this week as I was praying and asking God, how do I, how do I preach a message that is just this joy of Jesus in the middle of this like brokenness and honest like pain of man? Like it's, it's real, there's good and evil and conflict, but Jesus always wins. I know you know that, but how do I preach a message? I was asking God and I felt God say to me, what do you see when you close your eyes and you open your heart? And I did that. I literally sitting at my desk, closed my eyes. Closed my eyes to what my flesh desires because when my eyes are open, I make up stories. I come up with conclusions. Man, I start hating on brothers and sisters that aren't even at me. And I close my eyes and I open my heart. Bible says deep cries to deep. It's an invitation for the church again. When your physical eyes are led astray, just know your enemy. Those eyes, know your enemy. It's a call for the deep to cry to the deep again, for the spirit to cry to spirit again. You see, friends, sonship is spiritual. Let that sink in. Sonship, can I say daughtership, is spiritual. John 3, the Word tells us that we are born not of physical descent or not of flesh, but of the Spirit of God, which cries, Abba, Father, that's what makes us sons. Sonship is spiritual. You cannot go with your fleshly desires and expect to enjoy the sonship benefits. Like, I'm feeling quite passionate about this. Because the church, just like everyone else in the world, gets pretty fired up about what their flesh is on about. They're not sure even what they want anymore. Sonship, spiritual. You gotta choose the spirit. 
if you've got to get your heart full, and when you've got a full heart, good things take place. Wasn't it interesting how in the story of war, she fed hungry soldiers at war with each other, and they walked out helping one another. Like that's what happens when we come into the presence of God, friends. We enter into the presence of God led by flesh. We sit down, we have a meal, and we, em- we, e- we exit the presence of God with full hearts led by spirit. Like may you today as you leave church, may you today as you leave this moment, may you exit with a full heart led by the Spirit of God and may love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, may it be your portion. We're all better when we're living by the fruit of the Spirit. Can I say it like this as well? If you feel that you're led more by your flesh at this moment and you're frustrated by it and you don't know what to do, just come alongside people that carry the fruit of the Spirit. Like just choose to be in the presence of people that have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's amazing when you're in the presence of people that have been in the presence of God. Full hearts. It's interesting how the Bible says to us, guard your hearts, not make hard your hearts. And often in times of unrest and stormy weather and perhaps the war that we can't make sense of, What we do is we harden our hearts because it's easier, but the Bible says, guard your hearts. Keep them soft on the inside. Keep them open to the Spirit of God speaking. Church, may we be the kind of people right now, even as you leave this moment, ask God, what God, what Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? Because I know His language is always loving. It's always kind. It's never judgmental. It's never condemning. Spirit of God doesn't condemn us, friends. He sets us free. Spirit of God doesn't wrap us in a box. He opens our lives. We, there's something about the Spirit of God. What are you saying, Holy Spirit, that is calling us to wide, open, beautiful spaces in a time where it all feels so closed up and shut down? This week I was chatting to Mark and just asking for ideas around this thing. And both of us as we are talking, the, the overwhelming sense was like, look up, not in. Like when you close your eyes and you open your hearts, deep cries to deep, we look up. When we praise, we look up. When we pray, we look up. We don't look in. Me alone is not a good outcome. Me surrounded by an atmosphere of people that carry the Spirit of God, praising the name of Jesus, lifting up prayers of heaven. Oh, that's good news right there, friends. Let me encourage you, church, when these doors open, there will not be enough seats in this room to fill the flow of heaven as grateful hearts come home together in Jesus' name again. Full hearts. Can't lose. Clear eyes, full hearts, <laughs> can't lose, can't lose. There are shouts of victory in the camps of the righteous. That's a cool scripture. It's also an echo of heaven's power. What he's saying is sing VRC even when you don't see the victory. There are shouts of victory in the camps of the righteous. I got clear eyes. I can see my enemy. I got a full heart. I'm choosing spirit, not flesh. And I can't lose. I'm walking in freedom. Come on, let's read this together. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Freedom. 
Those who belong to Christ have been crucified to the sinful nature and its passions and desires. Since we live in the Spirit, let us keep in step. You know what I love about this word step? Let's talk about walking in freedom for a moment. Can't lose. Walk in freedom. Can't lose. Walk in freedom. Can't lose. The enemy may come against us like a flood, but God will raise up a standard against him. Can't lose. I may be surrounded by chaos and circumstance may be dismal, but I can't lose because my confidence is not in what I see with my physical eyes. It's in what my heart cries out to. It's the heaven. It's the deep to deep. Can't lose. And it says walk in step. Step means there's activity. Step means that I don't pivot on my own concerns, staring at the circumstance that surrounds me. Step means I step with confidence into the call of heaven on my life. That may look like building business again this week, sir, ma'am, you're called, you're chosen. Take a step, build again. Ask God for fresh vision. Make an investment, do it again. Take a step. That may mean families, you've lost your courage to pray for your kids. You're not even sure what you're praying for anymore. Sir, take a step, pray again with faith. Spirit leads, not flesh. Walk in step. I love it how it's got like this, it's got like this steady march to the scripture of the Spirit. It just says, so if we're children of the Spirit, remember, sonship spiritual, walk in step. Get in rhythm. Get in rhythm. Don't lose your rhythm. Devil wants you out of step. Devil wants you out of rhythm. Devil wants you to question Monday, hate Tuesday, wishful Wednesday, you know, drag yourself into the office on Thursday and be stoked again on Friday. But the Spirit of God says, I'm coming into Monday with a fresh step, with fresh vision. I'm coming into Monday with a fresh word in my spirit. The word's gonna create my world. I'm not governed by what I see. I'm governed by who I am and who's inside me. I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. Oh, I'm feeling excited, church. And I can tell you that excitement's not without tears. This week we cried tears over friends, family that were lost to the moment. But I'm not governed by the loss that's around me. I'm graced for the call of God that's inside me. Walk in freedom. I'm gonna close with Romans um, chapter five, verse one and two. In the message translation, it speaks about this freedom that we have in Christ. It speaks about a high ground. Listen to this, it says, by entering through faith, faith is spirit by the way, by entering through faith into what God has always wanted for us to do. Set us right with Him, make us fit for Him. That's the gospel of Jesus, that He makes us right with Him and He makes us fit for Him. We have it all together with God because of our master, Jesus Christ. Let us not forget in this time, the good news of Jesus is still salvation for those who are broken and in need of salvation. For all of us, there is soteria, a fullness that comes from the gospel. Listen to this. And that's not all. We throw open our doors, can I say hearts, to God and discover at the same moment that He has already thrown open His door or heart to us. Friends, heaven is not closed off. Heaven is wide open. The gospel of Jesus is not holding back. He is coming at you. He's leaning into your hearts, your homes, your businesses, your children. We find ourselves standing there where we always hoped we might stand. Listen to this out in wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. Wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, 
standing tall, shouting our praise. If you're at home, I'd love you to do something with me in a posture of faith. Stand. Just stand. Stand tall. Take a deep breath. Close your eyes. Open your hearts. Holy Spirit, come again. Like a rushing wind. We don't know how you make a way, but we know you will. You always do, God. The Bible says in Psalms that He gives us feet like a deer. Some translations say light feet like that of a deer to navigate the high ground. God, I pray that you'd give your sons and daughters, Father, your sons and daughters, a vote of confidence and a word from your Holy Spirit to take a light step forward in the right direction as we start to navigate to the high ground again. I thank you that you walk us through the valleys, God, but we were born to stand on the mountaintops. The high ground, God. Holy Spirit, speak to people in their businesses now. As your church, we believe that there is a word in season for businessmen and women to navigate themselves to new high ground. God, speak to the families present in this moment today, God. Children that are confused and fearful. Parents that don't know what to say next. Husbands and wives just hanging on. Speak to the high ground today, God. The wide open spaces. The gospel of Jesus comes to find us. And if there's anyone listening today, God, whose heart says, I want this Jesus that gives the high ground. I wanna take a moment to pray with you, sir, ma'am. You could be driving, you could be walking, you could have found this feed by accident. I wanna look into your eyes and ask that if you today, your heart is beating, you say, I've never trusted Jesus with my life. I'm not even sure what it means, I can help you. It means to say, I'm no longer in the driving seat, Jesus is. I'm trusting in the finished work of the cross and the gospel of my salvation. I'm trusting that Jesus has a way where I don't and I'm giving my life to Him. I'm transferring trust today. That's the good news of the gospel. If that is you, I wanna pray with you. And I believe that there are people right now that today for the first time in their lives will choose to trust Jesus. So come on, let's pray. Dear Jesus, I give you my life. I choose now to trust you to put my life in your hands. Thank you, Jesus, that your forgiveness in my life is final. I'm set free and chosen and full of the Holy Spirit to live out the call of God on my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. I know that heaven rejoices, friends. I can't see you right now, but I'm believing that heaven is rejoicing with you in Jesus' name. Amen. If that was you, I'd love it if you could just send us a message, please. Admin at linkchurch.com. Just let us know. Alternatively, you can jump onto the Link Church website. There's a, a testimony card there. You can just tell us your story of how God met with you in this moment. Hey, friends, let's leave this week with clear eyes, full hearts. Can't lose spirits. In Jesus' mighty name, I'm crossing over to my friend Dubs at The Wrap. Enjoy your Sunday.